Welcome to Listen to Talking with Trees, a podcast by Anetta Lander, which is a series of attempts at addressing specific trees in Swedish, Finnish or English. This is a freestanding sequel to the project Meetings with Remarkable and Unremarkable Trees. This episode is part of Pondering with a Pine, a series of conversations recorded with a pine tree in Kaivopuisto Park in Helsinki. Hello, pines. It's a while, well, more than a month since I was here. Uh, I spoke with you in January. And now I I will try to continue my, my pine studies uh, with you again. Next uh, section in the book by Richardson, the about the, the the whole species pinus, and uh, one small section of the introduction is called morphological traits of pines, and of course uh, that's about uh, beginning with the growth form and size and 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 the size and and then also the the whole tree longevity, so how long uh, the pine trees live, and that's of course always interesting. So I quote here uh, from from uh, uh, page ten uh, onwards. Uh, pines, like many other conifers, have the characteristic of monopodial growth and large size. Species uh, of pines in the world are centered in distribution in California and the Pacific Northwest of the USA. End of quote. Uh, so monopodial, I suppose, means like having one trunk. That's why uh, we in Finland grow so many pines too. Of course, the pines are part of the natural flora here, but but they also are a staple of the forest uh, forestry industry. But anyway, the large, uh, I quote from Richardson again, the largest species of pine in both height and girth is uh, Pinus lambertiana, which reaches over 75 meters in height and more than five meters in diameter in the Sierra Nevada of California. End of quote. And there are other big pines too, but they, those are the very biggest. And that's absolutely amazing. Uh, then about uh, the longevity of pines, I quote, Many pines are very long-lived, and the two bristlecone pines, Pinus aristata and uh, Pinus longeva, are the oldest living organisms in the world. Well, that's what they claim, at least, in this book. All right, that was a side remark from the quote. I continue quoting. With the latter reaching documented ages of nearly 5,000 years, according to Curry in 1968, uh, the oldest living Venus Ar- Aristata was aged to 
2,435 years by Brunstein and Yamaguchi in 1992. And Newton in 1988 lists two other pine species, Pinus sembra, which uh, is about 1,200 years, and Pinus sylvestris, 500 years. That's our common pine here in the north. And, and Newton lists them as among the longest-lived plants in the world. But several other pines could also make this list, uh, claims Richardson. And, of course, uh, this uh, made me interested in, in uh, looking up what, what, what is the oldest uh, pine in Finland. And they have found one almost by accident in the very northeast in the Urho Kekkonen National Park. And the pine, uh, at the time of uh, measuring it or, or taking a sort of, uh, making a hole and, and, and looking at the tree rings, uh, they counted uh, its age to, to 764. So that's quite amazing. Uh, and what I think is most amazing is that it didn't look so very old. It was not is exceptionally uh, big, or because, but uh, but it was growing in the far north in harsh circumstances, and uh, the tree rings were minute, very 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 small, and that's good to remember that the tallest pines are not always the oldest ones. Uh, I also looked uh, uh, for the tallest uh, pine. And then tall, you can mean either by height or then by girth. And the, the sort of fattest, the broadest trunk of a pine they had found in a pine quite uh, uh, nearby, or 120 kilometers or so from here, in a place called Pikkuparola, and in uh, today uh, part of Hamelin city. And it's actually quite near uh, my childhood uh, summer house in Kalvola, which is also now part of Hamelina. So I should go and try to find it sometimes. And it was like uh, uh, four meters and something, almost five meters, uh, sort of around the waist. Um, but back to, back to the book. Uh, one more thing is interesting, and that's the, the role that pine trees has pl uh, have played in the uh, dendrochronology, that is, uh, counting the tree rings and understanding, uh, for instance, climate change through, through changes in, uh, in the tree trunks. And I quote, Pines have played a fundamental role in the development of the modern science of dendrochronology, beginning with the pioneering work of Andrew Douglas in the American Southwest. Douglas, who was an astronomer, became director of the Lowell Astronomical Observatory in Flagstaff in Arizona in 1894. And uh, with research interest in sunspot activity and possible related impacts on climate, Douglas was drawn to the possibility that tree rings might contain clim climatic records that would not otherwise be available from existing weather stations. And working with the Venus Ponderosa trees in the Flagstaff area, Douglas developed the concept of cross-dating 
to compare and extend these tree-ring measures over broad regional areas to identify year-to-year -year variation in climate. It was this pine research that led him to establish the laboratory of tree-ring research at the University of Arizona in 1906. End of quote. Uh, then uh, one more quote. So I quote, Although the field of dendrochronology has expanded greatly in scope and depth since these early studies and involves work with many tree genera throughout the world, research with pines still forms the heart of this field. Pines contain the longest single chronologies available and some of the most sensitive chronologies for evaluating regional patterns of climate. And the reference here is Brunstein 96. End of quote. So uh, this is actually uh, fascinating to think of that especially pine trees are important for this tree-ring research. I always used to think that, that you had to cut down uh, a tree and uh, then count the tree rings. But luckily you don't have to do that. But you can sort of stick in like in the same way that they do with ice for actually for thousands of meters or hundreds of meters down in the ice in the Antarctic. Uh, you, can, you can sort of take a small slice of the whole tree trunk. And obviously that doesn't uh, damage the pine tree too much. Uh, anyway, uh, I wouldn't like that sounds like a visit to a dentist or something but but of course it's interesting to to think that pine trees can help us sort of sort out uh, climate change well now this can be measured so obviously because uh, the climate has uh, changed so drastically during the recent years that that we don't need tree ring evidence for that because there are measurements already. But, uh, but nevertheless, I think it's nice to think of pines as our allies, not only with the sort of storing, storing carbon, taking it away from the, the atmosphere, but, but also in, in the early days in, in finding out about the changes. But now when I look at you here, I, I realize I don't understand how old you are because in some sense you look, well, as in your best years, vigorous and healthy and, and thriving. Uh, so it's very difficult to think that you would be very, very old. But they said actually in some of the texts that, that old pine trees have their crowns sort of bent downwards so they become like rounded almost like a mushroom shape and there is a little bit of that um, turning at least in you uh, the one of the two of you that is nearest to me but then again the one that is further further away uh, although it looks like it's uh, thinner it has a bark that characterizes uh, certain age which I have forgotten which I have to read again. 
Yeah, so this is sort of basic, no news for you, of course, but, uh, but maybe you can be proud in thinking that, that the very oldest plants on this planet actually are, uh, are your relatives. Well, uh, thanks for this uh, lesson with you again. And uh, I hope you a nice rest of the February and I'll see you again in March. Thank you. This was an episode of the podcast Talking with Trees.